with Dulcinea and Karen Sawyer. Each of us is on earth. We are here to express a unique facet of our being in the highest expressions of the truth of who we are. How are you choosing to express your unique and divine talents on earth? Choose peace, however that may be. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. I am a metaphysician, clairvoyant and clairaudient intuitive, a writer, public speaker, PR and marketer, personal advisor to visionaries, leader and spiritual teacher. Please explore more on the website at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com or at dulcineasdivinevision.com. That's D-U-L-C-I-N-E-A-S divinevision.com. Thank you for joining the show wherever you may be listening. Tonight on Evolution Revolution, I am honored to have an appearance from Karen Sawyer, an artist, musician, and author of Soul Companions, Conversations with Contemporary Wisdom Keepers, a collection of encounters with spirit. An established freelance journalist in the mind, body, and spirit sector, Karen spent two years of her life speaking with 45 of the world's renowned shaman, seers, visionaries, and sages on their experiences with spirit in other dimensional realities. These include the renowned teachers, Sandra Ingerman, the Barefoot Doctor, R.J. Stewart, Robert Moss, Simon Buxton, Denise Lynn, Leo Rutherford, and William Bloom, as well as an Eskimo elder from Greenland, a Sami shaman, a member of the Cheyenne River Lakota Nation of South Dakota, an Egyptian Sufi, and many others. These profound teachings and wisdom have been a catalyst for Karen, whose own experiences with other realms began in her teens. One night, as she was drifting off to sleep, she opened her eyes and saw several small silvery white orbs dancing and dipping around one another. They suddenly took off, disappearing through the wall. A few years later, she saw a large red orb bobbing around on the Black Mountain in Wales. It split into two danced around, and merged into one again. To this day, these orbs of light continue to appear in her life. Karen sees herself as a bridge, offering access to resources and information to inspire others on their journey. By writing from fresh and esoteric perspectives, her gift of seeing and articulating what's beneath the surface awakens others to the intrinsic magic of our world and to the infinite realm of possibilities. Karen lives on the southwestern coast of Wales in the UK. Karen, share with myself and the audience how this journey that created Soul Companions, Conversations with Contemporary Wisdom Keepers, a collection of encounters with spirit, was inspired and how it led to the rich outcome of inspiration for others. Hi, Dulcinea. Um, I think it would be fair to say that I was on a quest find out about my own spirit guides. Um, At the time, I lived by the sea, and I'd go to this one particular spot for insight and inspiration. 
it was a place where songs complete with the lyrics would just pop into my head. Um, and I get creative ideas too, like, um, well, writing the book. Um, but I realised early on in my research that there are many ways that we're all guided all the time. Um, I had this kind of idea that spirit guides were all kind of dead people somewhere up there. Um, and I realised from talking to all these different people that that's really not the case. And and what I kind of thought were just kind of, you know, dismissing as synchronicities or signs and messages were signs and messages from spirit. So, yeah, it, it completely changed my whole um idea about what spirit guides are and, and how it is to be guided so that was my my kind of inspiration um very early on anyway very beautiful and then how did you get the idea to create such a large compilation 45 you know y- unique individuals um, well and at times i kind of wished i didn't <laughs> um it's a lot of work um I think what it was was I, I really believe in unity and diversity and that we have all have this story to tell. We all have experiences, and they're no more or less than anyone else's. And to get the bigger picture, you really need to talk to a lot of people and get as, as diverse a range of information as you can. And any researcher knows that. If you want to find out about anything, then you have to read a lot of books or, um, you know, go online and look at a lot of websites before you make your mind up or make a decision. Um, so I really, what I wanted to do was I wanted to save people the time and trouble and energy that I had personally, too, um, of trying to find out about something and spending a fortune on books and, you know, and I wanted to kind of pull it all together and create um, this community of people um, who would kind of, Really, I mean, all the stories in the book—they're all—they um, all—they're all very similar. They're all saying the same thing, but in very different ways, um, and they have very different beliefs um, from very different cultures and backgrounds. And that was the whole point for me, really, was to kind of show that this is something that spans all of that. Um, you know, regardless of your age, your gender, your beliefs, your culture, whatever it is, um, that we're all guided. Very beautiful. I really found that 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 was a profound element for me as a former researcher and also as a big-picture individual. I really found the book to be very fascinating, and it was really a unique find for me because, again, I'm thinking on the big picture, and I was like, wow, she categorized several people through ten categories, and each of them gave their perspective on something beyond the third dimension. And I thought that was very profound, and it was definitely most suited to a researcher mind frame. So I definitely commend you on the great work that you've done in putting together Soul Companions. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. You're um, welcome. Yeah, I mean, that was one thing that was really quite difficult for me, was to sort them out into chapters. Because um, initially I had this idea that, you know, I'd write this introduction and then everyone would just give their experiences and that would be the book. And my publisher says, oh, no, you've got to have chapters, and I want you to write an introduction for each chapter. And and then I had this kind of headache thinking, oh, where am I going to put everyone? Because I could just so easily have put one person's story in a multiplicity of chapters, 
you can't really uh, you can't box an experience or or a lifetime um, in one you know in one particular slot. So yeah, that was quite a challenge. Well, you did a great job, and I was very impressed. And as I looked through, it was very helpful for me to understand where each individual fit. And since we do have to put it into some framework because it is in a a book, it was very helpful for me to go, oh, well, here's the angels or here's the nature and elemental beings, which, of course, I resonate with so so fondly. So (laughs) it was was very Uh, helpful. uh, See, you should have been in my book, see? (laughs) Maybe the next one. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to talk about that in a little bit. Well, good. So what is a soul companion according to you and and through the theme of the book? Well, the term soul companion um, is actually um, comes from the Irish expression um, anamkara, which that's what it translates as, um, and which is a Gaelic, an old Gaelic expression for the same thing. Um, I think rather than seeing um, spirit beings as guides necessarily um, I think was to kind of see it as someone who is your companion who um, you're not really then putting someone up on a pedestal putting you know um, a lot lot of people would look up to spirit beings as higher than them in that sense or you know because we're all spirit beings really and first and foremost, we are, and we're in these bodies, and we're very, very blessed to have these bodies and being in the physical world and to be able to do things, you know. But at the same time, I kind of feel that there's an awful lot of giving over to spirit guides, giving over your choices. A lot of people, or oh, I've done it myself, you know, or which car should I buy or give me a sign. No, 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 that's not what it's about. And I think we do need to make our own choices and our own decisions. So the expression companion um, kind of implies, yeah, advice and friendship and all those things, but not kind of, um, not some kind of bossy, invisible energy that's, you know, just going to kind of run your life for you, really, or guide you, you know, not to be too kind of dependent on that energy. And spirit guide, the actual term spirit guide, um, it's a very confusing term because, you know, you, you, you tend to think of um, uh, spirit as a ghost or, um, or a, I don't know, something that, that's dead. Um, and whereas when you say someone has spirit, then they have a lot of life energy. So I think that kind of thing confuses people, whereas soul companion has a whole different, kind of sound to it even a whole different energy I would have to agree I think in terms of comparing it to intimate love we're all looking for that soul partner that soul love you know on earth at one point in our experience or another and I think that does illustrate just a connection with another a synergy a symbiosis where we get to experience the beauty and the life and the gifts from another so I think you did a great job at capturing that in the title of the book soul companions oh thank you you're welcome so how can others connect with soul companions mission no matter where they are in the world um i'm not quite sure what you mean by that so explain. We can, 
Sure. Okay, so we can find you on the web at www.soulcompanions.org. So that's one yeah. way that people can connect with you throughout the world, no matter where they may resonate. And then I also saw that you have a community forum on the Soul Companions website that would allow yes, anybody I across the globe. Yeah, it would, and it would be great if more people would join the forum and talk about their experiences and their, you know, people slowly are um, beginning to talk about these things now because I think there's an awful lot of um, hesitance to kind of connect with others and talk about these things because even now, and, and you'd think that people would be more um, open to these things and more tolerant, but it's still something that gets a lot of raised eyebrows um, I don't know what it's like in the U.S., but certainly in the U.K., people tend to think you're a bit of a crackpot if you talk about being guided or anything like that. So I think people are quite hesitant to open up and really share their experiences. But um, in my experience, I think that really is something that I'd like to get more people, encourage more people to do, because it really does benefit everyone Yes, it does, and I think that it, it's because the book offers such a big picture view and a global perspective, really getting people from all over the globe to show that universal experience with spirit beyond the third dimension, whether it's an angel or a fairy or a grandparent or wh- whatever form it may come in, um, in the spirit realm, bringing that into the community forum on www.soulcompanions.org can really show us that we are our true source is spirit. Why we're here is spirit, and we're all having these experiences no matter where we may reside on the planet Earth. Yes, so I, think that's I mean, a great that, that, tool. that's one thing that um, you just mentioned there, which is quite important, is that um, spirit is energy, and that this energy doesn't take physical form unless it's incarnate. Um, and that spirit beings will present themselves in a way that best represents their qualities and energies or essence. But even then, it's all down to how we interpret that energy and what one person may call an angel or another may call a star being or a fairy perhaps, but the contents of the can remain the same regardless of the label you put on it. So I see it as being a bit like the differences in certain words we use over here in the UK and in America. Like, we have trousers and you have pants, <laughs> but they're, mm-hmm. they're the same thing. Um, so they the terminology the that we all use is both cultural um, as well as a personal interpretation. So, yeah, and that that's an interesting thing you said. Yeah, that's a very valid point, and I'd really like to make sure our audience got that, that no matter what we call spirit, it's ultimately spirit. It's essence is energy of a higher vibration that's coming to to visit us, whether we call it an angel or a fairy or um, a grandparent or a spirit guide or a soul companion. Ultimately, like you said, it, it, what's in the can is the same. That's a great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. So I'd like to overview the book to give the audience an idea of what they'll find in Soul Companions, Conversations with Contemporary Wisdom Keepers, a collection of encounters with spirit. Again, Karen did a phenomenal job interviewing 45 unique perspectives of how they perceive spirit and, and spirit guides or soul companions as we're calling them here. 
And she broke them into 10 categories, and I'm going to overview the categories, and then we can just tune in on into any of them to give the audience an idea of what they're going to come across and what kind of valuable wisdom they can find within each one. So synchronicities was the first one. Signs and messages was the second. Dreams, journeys, and visions is the third. The artist's way is the fourth. The fifth is healing the soul. The sixth is your past. The seventh is present and future selves. The eighth is animal magic. The ninth is nature and elemental beings. The tenth is angelic realm, and I must have miscounted. And the eleventh is star nations. So there are just several, several categories. And again, we all want to acknowledge that categories are limited, but for the purposes of the book and to be able to organize it meaningfully for the human mind, she's categorized these so powerfully. And I just thought, what a great job to be able to find, you know, three to five people within each category that allows us to tune into what we're looking for if we're looking to healing or if we're looking into the past or if we feel we perceive experiences from angels. So I think that it's just very important. So Karen, which which category stood out to you the most or which story is, I mean, I'm sure there were several considering 45 was the, the big picture, but which yeah. one really stood out to you during the experience as you, as you put this together? Um. Gosh, I mean, there, there's certain things that I was very much kind of drawn to, certain experiences. Um, I mean, I got a real passion for yew trees, um, so I was very, very drawn to Michael Dunning's story. He talks about his healing um, um, by the Whittingham in Scotland. Um, he now lives in America. Um, so yeah, that really kind of drew me. But I mean, all of them really—they were all super stories, and I, I can relate to all of them. Um, I suppose for me, the the thing, the thing was the introductions to each piece, and like with the synchronicity signs and messages chapter, I I felt yeah, well I can write the introduction because I know about that. Um, the dreams, the journeying, and visions. I'm a big dreamer, and yeah, that was easy. Um, and the the artist's way, yeah, that was easy. <laughs> but then as I kind of got on further and further into certain things, um, particularly actually there was the angel introduction, I got to that bit and I thought, I know nothing <laughs> about angels. What am I going to write, you know? And it was at these points when I actually did feel that I would just, I'd just get inspired and, and the words would just come. And, you know, you can call that channeling, you can oh, you can call it whatever you want, but it was definitely, you know, I was coming out with words that I don't normally use in, in, in a lot of the introductions where I was getting stuck. So I definitely had a hand from somewhere, <laughs> which was good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there were certain chapters, I think, that I identified with more than others because those are the ways that I do tend to be guided. Um, but I still, I still find it all completely fascinating yeah (laughs) yes yes you know for myself the nature and elemental beings they're a big part of my experience I lived in the redwoods in um, Marin County you know north of the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco area and when I was there in in 2005 when I was living there I experienced what I would call fairies they were just little creative bursts of light and 
I guess I could say they resembled the famous Disney character Tinkerbell, <laughs> something of that energy is what yeah. I perceived them as. And they were usually green, although they had different color vibrations around them, what I guess an aura um, for a spirit is how I perceived it. But I, I really, at that point in my own experience, had a really great connection with them. So reading through the nature and elemental being section was really strong and really resonated with my own creative powers and potentials and coming into receiving creative ideas from other than my own mind, but from beyond. Yeah, and I think that's the lovely thing as well is that um, you will, you know, when people read this book, they will be drawn to certain um, chapters and resonate with those maybe more than others um, yeah. and certain stories more than others. And, and I think that, that is, that's a really important thing, and that's the thing that I wanted this book I wanted you know people to pick it up and really kind of connect with certain things and then from there you know maybe develop into other areas as well so yeah I'm really pleased that you found that yes and you definitely opened up gateways for me as I read through some of the other information for instance um I found that R.J. Stewart said and this was very profound for me as I read it Many spirit guides are trivial. We must have discretion, judgment, and common sense. Guides serve because consciousness is a commune, not an isolated individual. And he discusses his two sets of guides, or his primary sets of guides, very informative and powerful for someone looking at the understanding, the nature and purpose of spirit guides, and then how to bring their information meaningful to earth through oneself, as Stuart has found and has been able to do in his workshops and books. And for me, being a clairvoyant and also trying to discern the organization of the fourth dimension and beyond, this was very powerful for me. I I mean, I have extensive training, and I still think he brought such a simple point that really hit me in the heart. And I thought, wow, there are many people who could really feel validated or find the sense of understanding by realizing that it is important to have discretion and judgment and common sense with spirit guides. And I thought, I thought that was a really important, very simple, again, but a very clear point for, for me. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, you know, many people assume that all spirit beings are guides in the sense that, you know, they're there to help, but that's not the case at all. You know, just like you get certain people on the planet who, who are manipulative and untrustworthy, so there are spirit imposters who pretend to be what they're not in order to mislead and disrupt lives. And so that, that I mean, really, you know, what R.J. Stewart says, he says, um, you know, that many spirit guides are trivial. I, I think what he means by that, you know, is that um, there are a lot of busybodies as well. There's an awful lot of different kind of energy. So really, we have to learn to trust our feelings Um and the important thing is to be able to distinguish the quality of the energy and only work with the spirit allies that are the most beneficial for us um, and, and others. And it's like any other relationship that you have, really, in this dimension. Um, you know, you don't want to be kind of hanging out with the wrong crowd or, you know, someone who could um, kind of hold you back from your path in life, really. Yes, 
yes, and that's something as I call myself a light worker. And I, yeah. I, I just think it just resonates with my energy. Everyone always says, you're so full of light. You're so you're bursting with energy <laughs> since I was very yeah. young. And, and so I just, you know, I'm a light worker, however you want to look at that. That's a broad term I use. And, and so I think I myself have had to encounter really learning discernment with what source is bringing me information. And that's been a very probably couple of years. It's taken me a couple of years to really learn that discernment. And, of course, I'm still going through the process, which was why when I read this by R.J. Stewart in the book, Soul Companions, I thought, oh, this is great. This is so great for someone who's looking for information about spirit. And, of course, this from R.J. is only one excerpt excerpt of the 45 that gave a great perspective but really hit me in the heart and and in the soul. It, It led me right to validating my own self to really use discernment when I'm looking for information from the other dimensions. Yeah, and um, David Spangler, too, hit the first story in the book. He um, he talks along similar lines about um, not all spirit beings being guides. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's real interesting what, what they have to say, you know, about it. Yes, and it's always nice to hear, for for me again, being a researcher mind, hearing the different perspectives of different people because you can see the overlap of truth in each story, but you can also see the cultural story or the personal experience or the, the different angles of energy that bring in each story, and I think it just makes for such a profound accumulation and a wonderful tool, again, for anybody who's on a spiritual journey, whether you're just beginning to look at what is spirit because you're coming into tune with your own spirit or if you've been doing this for 20 30 50 years this is a tool that can just validate all of the information and the experiences i think i don't know any earthly being who doesn't want more validation that they know the truth of who they are and of their true being as a spirit and this book offers 45 perspectives of what spirit can be and again the the word soul companion you couldn't have done a better job at capturing that they're friends there's a friendship element that can can come into play but ultimately the responsibility is on you it's your energy and your soul being that's in the body so friendship or the friendship and the energy of soul companion does a great job at capturing that Yeah, I I mean, that's so important what you just said then, you know. I mean, yeah, it is our choice. And it's quite ironic, really, because I suppose, you know, like I said earlier on, that um, I was on a bit of a quest to find out about my own guides. Um, And I I suppose there was an element there as as well of, um, I suppose, wanting that guidance because I didn't feel that I, I had the knowledge within me. Um, and I, you know, I wanted validation. Uh, is this, am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right path? Am I in the right relationship? You know, all the things that you kind of, I suppose you'd want the perfect spirit guide to tell you, you know, yeah. oh, no, no, just do that. And, you know, oh, yeah, you know, you want to kind of uh, avoid that person or, you know, whatever. It, it, it'd be nice to have this kind of little genie who would tell you all these things, but... Um, it's quite ironic, really, because my my whole journey in writing the book and what I've discovered, um, I suppose, has given me much more confidence and, and belief in myself and my own wisdom. Um, and we all we're all plugged into this. We've all got um, we've got all the knowledge there ever was. 
within our DNA, within our bodies, you know, as well as being tuned to the mass consciousness of the whole planet and the universe beyond that, we're such expansive, multidimensional beings. And I think that was something that I hadn't, I was thinking so small, you know, you can get into this um, all, all little me, all feeble and, you know, very unimportant. And yeah, we are, but we're not at the same time. We've got this divinity and this wisdom within us. Um, and I think to kind of rely on a guide or need a guide, that's not really very healthy relationship. <laughs> a good place to start. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, I... <laughs> Codependence on spirit. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it happens. People will go into shops and say, Oh, no, uh, I love that dress, but I'm not going to buy it because it's blue and my spirit guide told me to buy pink, you know, whatever. Certainly. uh, It's not really very healthy then. Yes, I'd have to agree. I, I, as a clairvoyant reader, I often tell my clients, you know, ultimately it's up to you. It's your choice. It's your own being. It's, It's you're a unique facet or a unique expression of the creator and for me or a spirit guide or anything other than you to ultimately make that decision, that changes your free will. And the creator gave you the free will to create a most optimal experience for yourself. And so that would be denying that. And I'm not going to allow you to pay me to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, some of them will get very upset with me. <laughs> well, that's because they want you to tell them, you see. I know, People don't I want know. to go within and, and search and for their own answers and connect with spirit themselves. It's much easier to have someone tell you. <laughs> yes, yes. And and what I tell them is I'll really validate what you're showing me as a spirit or what you really are, are here for. But ultimately, you really have the best answers for yourself. You resonate most optimally in your own energy and information. And as a reader, I'll, I'll look at that and see that. But what I do is build them back into that confidence and esteem that they can do it. They've got it going on. They can make it happen without me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's important. So uh, to keep in alignment with that is the message that Soul Companions offers is that each person in their unique stories is offering the way that they see spirit. And by looking at 45 different people's perspective of how they connect with spirit, it really shows that there is no right way. There is no wrong way. There's the way that works best for you. Yeah. And that is a profound gift that you offer to humanity across the globe. I'd like to let our audience know that they can explore you on the website at www. Dot soulcompanions.org. They can also purchase the book at www.amazon.com. Also, very exciting, there will be some upcoming events. There will be an event in September on the 19th through the 21st, a Soul Companions Wisdom Keepers Gathering. It will have eight the Wisdom Keepers featured in the book, Soul Companions. It will be held on the southwestern coast of Pembrokeshire in Wales in the UK. A second event that will be coming up is November 21st through the 23rd at the Clarion Hotel in Northampton, Massachusetts in the U.S. And you can find further information about 
either one of these events at www.soulcompanions.org under the events tab. And of course, you can always contact Karen. Her contact information is on the web. There's an email address there if the information that you're seeking is not readily available on the website. Wonderful. So, Karen, I was also reading about the angelic realm, and I thought that Anne Bassett, because angels are my, 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 I guess, my totem. I love the angels. I feel like I've just, they've just been with me since I was young, and, and they come to me in dreams, and they're usually lavender-colored and full of light. And they make me feel so loved. <laughs> so as I, as I read through the angel realm um, section, Anne Hassett had a beautiful expression and she says I think the angel's job if you like is to help mankind and she goes on to say the archangels who are on a higher vibration are more concerned with groups rather than individuals and then she goes into explaining you know the the hierarchy of energy above them and another interesting point that really really was a new one for me was angels we call principalities oversee towns and cities and she gave an example that when she's flying for example to hong kong as the plane is landing she will tune into the overlighting angel of hong kong and ask to be taken care of while she's there and then as she leaves she'll say thank you and i thought that was such a great idea for people like yourself who will be on the road and traveling to promote soul companions and myself through the radio show and and all of our audience anytime anybody travels to just connect with the angel who oversees a town if that makes you feel more comfortable or if it feels right for you. And I thought that was just such a great tool. Yeah. I mean, she also mentions um, I, I'm, um, when I interviewed her um, about when she's driving and she, <laughs> and she imagines an angel sitting on the, on the, on the roof of the car, <laughs> kind of hanging on for dear life with the wind blowing. <laughs> I thought that was a really nice kind of... <laughs> yeah, very protected. Yeah. A very protected message. So it's just it's just so wonderful to again to receive so many unique powerful expressions of how people connect with guides and their wonderful nature and how they just remind us of a, our divinity on earth and it doesn't matter which way that you connect with them it's just the way that works best for you. Mm. So, so did you did you did you think that um when I mentioned at the beginning um, that you don't need to know the name of each angel to be guided by angels, do you kind of feel like that, that that's true then? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've not known the names of angels. <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you, my just to validate that that's very true for me as well. <laughs> I, I never knew any of the names of angels until I got a deck of cards by Doreen Virtue. She's the primary angel communicator here in the U.S. and I think internationally. And so when I got her deck of cards, because I was in academics and was a researcher, I could figure out which angel she was referring to that I had seen by colors. So I only learned their names. I've been talking with angels for about 26, 27 years and did not know names. And then I got to tune into a few of their names through her cards, and I thought, now that's okay. really cool. So then, about about a year ago, in about May of 2006, wait, 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 no, 2007, I don't even know what year we're in, 2007, I was um, doing clairvoyant readings in a shop, and I knew that I had 
a new set of higher vibrating guides that was coming into my space as the readings were increasing. And I didn't know any of their names at all. And so one day, very innocently, I'm seeing this really fat, happy little statue flying through my space, just flying around me, and he's giving me all this information during my readings. And then I took a lunch break with one of my coworkers, and we went over to a little uh, raw food place. And there was a big statue, and I go, who is that? What's his name? He was just in my space, like, all morning, and he was helping me with my readings. And she looked at me like I was crazy. She goes, that's Buddha. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that's Buddha. I didn't know who Buddha was. But now I know who Buddha is, and I have a name for it. So it helps my mind receive Buddha a little bit more when he shows up. But, in fact, Mm -hmm. the information was already there. It was just really, I think, the names do something for the mind. I yeah. think the spirit essence receives it with or without the name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know words have power and everything, and there's that, that whole thing of the power in the name. But I just kind of feel it does put a lot of people off as they feel that they've got to learn 20 different names of all the hierarchies of angels and their order and everything. You know, and I wanted to kind of show people that it, that it wasn't like that, and you can simplify things and just ask for help. You don't, you know don't even really need to know their name as long as you tune into that energy. I would have to agree. And really, again, the name is just for the mind. And I, I do readings, and I'm very connected to angels, archangels, and ascended masters. And for anybody who's striving for perfection, I, I definitely had that perfectionistic tendency with academics and research and schooling. But what, what I find is that my trust with my guides, like my angels, archangels, and ascended masters, is really who I tune into um, with a name or with a group. And they reveal themselves to me as I needed. So, for example, just what on just fr- last Friday, I got a new ascended master coming in during my reading, and I did not know his name, and I was hearing the name over and over. And I told the client, "This is who I hear. Let me do some research, and I'll get back to you about what that in- entity or individual represents." But I'm I'm not certain, but I just see that very much that 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 master is present in your space, ready to help you as you are ready to make that leap of faith for yourself. So it was very beautiful. But again, I mean, as a professional reader, very confident in my skill sets, I did not know who that ascended master was via name nor via picture. And again, that information, I went and researched it afterward just to be a good teacher to help her mind receive since that's the the role that I've chosen. And so that, and and it was really neat. The Ascended Master ended up representing listening. (laughs) Oh, right. Yes, yeah, yeah. so that was a cool experience. But it's just kind of like learn it as you need it or learn it as you go is my yeah. philosophy. Yeah, and, you know, you could call it what you wanted anyway, couldn't you? Absolutely. There are no rules in <laughs> spirit. Isn't that the, or the whatever. <laughs> Finally, no rules on earth. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all appreciate that with all the rules and societal and governmental and religious and you know, educational and et cetera, all the rules that are impinged upon us from a very young age. It's, this is one of those places in life where when looking beyond the third dimension to soul companions or spirit guides, there just truly are no rules. It's just, yeah, it is what you make it to be. It's a bit of a breath of fresh air, really, isn't it? Yes, yes, and that's why it makes <laughs> us feel so light and good and 
free and just wonderful overall. I don't think anybody feels feels weighed down when they experience a glimpse of spirit. I think it's usually an uplifting, enlightening experience. Yeah. So the Lakota Star Nation, that was a very profound story um, as well That as I was reading through the book, and that was under the Star Nations. And I really found that it was neat that, you know, he he started off the story with, we are often called American Indians, but we aren't Indians, and we never were really American. We are human beings, which is what the word Lakota essentially means. I thought that was profound. That really put a universal tone and took people out of, myself, out of my shoebox to think yeah. of a Native American. His whole story is just incredibly profound. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, really, what, it's just so, oh, I can't even... I can't even talk about it. And that's interesting because he mentions the English language, doesn't he? He does. He mentions so many different things about, he says how the English language is far from being spiritual. It's, we try to specify possessions and material, materiality and greed, and we just try to use it to shoebox ourselves in. And he discusses how he was fortunate enough to listen to his family speaking the Lakota language, so he thinks in Lakota language and then translates into English, so he feels his experience is so much grander than someone who's limited to just the English experience. And he went on to say that he believes the words we speak carry energy. And so if we're speaking with a limited energy, we're perceiving that limitation and thereby limiting our experience with spirit. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, it was uh, very profound just reading it, and that was just my own little summary of it, not not quoted. <laughs> so my perception of what he said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, really, because it, it, uh, we're not really geared up to to um, communicate with spirit. The whole of of the Western civilization, you know, really, and so you you've got to look to these ancient languages. Um, in a way, and find your indigenous roots, I suppose, and, and the language of that. I mean, I'm, I live in Wales, and my ancestors, um, they're all Welsh. I've got a, a great aunt, Mavanwy, who lives in North Wales, and she thinks in Welsh and translates that into English. It's all very singy-songy when she speaks English. It's lovely. <laughs> but they have a whole different a whole different language. I mean, Welsh is something else. I have tried to learn it, but it is very, you know, I've not grown up with it, apart from the odd word and being able to count to ten and that sort of thing. <laughs> so it's gone. But it's interesting because um, in the in the Welsh national anthem, um, that's what the, one of it, that's what it says. In the, if you translate it into English, which just sounds bizarre, me saying that. Um, it says, oh, may the old language endure. And that's part of it. That's part of connecting um, with the land and with your ancestors and having the language and the whole thing. I mean, that the national anthem is called The Land of My Fathers, and it's very much about the land and connecting with the land and the ancestors. And the language is part of that. And it's just, 
it's just a very sad thing and I feel that English hasn't got um we haven't got the words really to express and describe um what we really what we really would like to when it comes to spirit and yeah, maybe one day though, eh? Yeah, and maybe this book Soul Companions, Conversations with Contemporary Wisdom Keepers, a collection of encounters with spirit, can help us to begin to to see out of our limitations or out of our own cultural story or experience and to really look at the the history and the past and look beyond the idea that we were presented, whether it was at school or through our parents, but look to their parents, 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 to really see that we can expand ourselves and look beyond, again, those limitations that we are often so handed, not intentionally, but just as a part of the human experience. So yeah, because it... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. What were you saying? Um, yeah, I was going to say, because um, yeah, school really... And, and as we grew up, is where it starts. Because if you're um, looking at reality in a certain way, then you're not going to allow um, you're not going to really allow these other dimensions in, because you're taught to just see one thing and see something as it is. So, and I do believe that there are um, these, that this is changing in a big way, and that these other dimensions are going to be more readily accessible to us. So that was was another another inspiration for writing it. Yes, and and in the Lakota Star Nation chapter, he says, the Lakota know that we live in at least seven dimensions, not just three. Spirit is the one who allows you to go back and forth between the other dimensions. And again, that really resonates with the big picture point of Soul Companions and what we're talking about here this hour is that there is so, so much more than beyond the third dimensional earthly experience that we cannot see. And to acknowledge that allows us to go out of our limited framework. Yeah, and it's important, you know, because um, all the things that that we tend to dismiss as, as um, of no consequence and not important, you know, things like dreams. Oh, it was only a dream, you know, you dismiss it. Um, other things, you know, your imagination, oh, it's just fantasy, um, things like that. And yet these are um, these are very, very real, very tangible ways of communicating with these other dimensions. We've just been led to believe that they're worthless. Yes, and I definitely am one of those individuals who has dreams. And, and you do cover that in dreams, journeys. And I myself have had dreams very, very vividly my entire life. But since 2002, I get dreams that I have to, like, write down right away because I can tell that it's um, a, for, a prophetic dream, is, I think is what they would call it, where it says information about things that will occur in the future. Yeah. And then as I go through transition, dreams are a very important key for me to know what choices to make, to know what to release, to know what to keep. Um, who to release, who to keep. I mean, it really gives me a lot of detailed information. It feels like I get a large majority, I'd say 90% of my information comes through in my dreams for myself. And then the other 10% probably comes through in the waking state through conscious interactions with with angels and the heaven. Yeah, um, I'm probably the same, actually. Um, Yes, I would would think so. I get most of my 
um, my, most of my communication is done when I'm asleep. And I wonder whether that's got, for me anyway, got to do with the fact that the logical brain stays out of it. Your dream space, you, your logical brains learn to kind of, you know, okay, you can have your dreams. I'll stay, you know, I'll just stay back here and not interfere too much. Um, because it is so difficult to put your logical brain on the back burner and not to criticise something straight away when it comes through. You know, they're very. I find it a very challenging thing. So yeah, you, yeah, dreams. Dreams are wonderful. Yes, and I would have to agree that for me, I do think that it is to keep my logical mind out of it because I am again so big picture as are you and being big picture you it's like I take in so much worldly information then I process it through my mind and to be able to meaningfully integrate it and keep the higher energies involved I think that it's almost impossible for me to process that because I just think too big picture like details I have to hire somebody else for (laughs) I am not a detail individual I can execute them but my strength is holding that big picture or that vision and it always has been and I think that that would that would resonate with what you've said about keeping the logical mind out of it and I think all humans encounter that just to varying degrees about how much does my mind want to interfere with what I know is the spirit (laughs) yeah yeah, and, and you know, it's a discernment thing again. You know, if you're looking to judge anything with your mind, it's not really an accurate barometer. It's not an accurate tool to use. Um, you know, that's where feelings come into it, really. You really have to trust that your feelings on things. Yeah. And um, yeah. your gut feelings, your intuition, you, rather than fear, you know. Very, very true, very true. So I want to let people know that Soul Companions, Conversations with Contemporary Wisdom Keepers, a collection of encounters with spirit, can be found at www.soulcompanions.org. There is also two opportunities coming up, one in September, one in November, to connect with Karen and some of the wisdom keepers that are presented in the book, Soul Companions. You can find that under the events section at soulcompanions.org. And that's really exciting to be able to interact with eight at once. It's almost like getting a glimpse of the book in in real experience. Another really, really cool thing that you did, Karen, and I just have to commend you, I'm like going to learn this because you're inspiring me here to learn, is you went onto YouTube and made a video that is about six and a half minutes or so that gives a glimpse of the universal nature, the oneness, the soul, the multidimensional aspects, the medley of the spirit path that's presented in Soul Companions, you combine that into a a six-and-a-half-minute video, again, that's on YouTube, and that link will be up on the Evolution Revolution Radio website, so please go to evolutionrevolutionradio.com, look for Karen Sawyer's name, the link will be under there for YouTube. You can also find that YouTube link on Karen's website, at www.soulcompanions.org and it would be in the middle of the home page and it's in purple that's how you can discern real quickly what it is because it is not labeled youtube on her home page it's titled watch a six minute promo for the book here so on my website again it would be the youtube link or on karen's website it would be the watch a six minute promo for the book and it is amazing the music the pictures the words all of the um, authors or the, you know, the contributors to the book, their pictures, and just it's so profound. Again, that was the most 
phenomenal idea for you to create to really get people to grasp the value of what you're offering in Soul Companions. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, it was a total accident. Um, I didn't intend to do that at all. I just um, I had a book launch um, on the 18th of April here in Wales, and I, um, I, and it was just going to be, well, there was me there. There was a friend of mine who's a spirit artist. Her name's Angela George. She's a very talented lady. And she was there, and I had um, an exhibition of orb photography um, as well at this venue. Um, and I didn't. I knew people would be coming up to me and saying, "Oh, you know, what's it about? What's it about?" All night, but I didn't want to have to repeat myself. So I thought, "Hey, I'll, I'll make this little six short six-minute video, and I'll stick it up on a on a big projector at the back of the room, and people who were coming into the venue, which is a beautiful round-shaped room." could just come in sit down and just chill out sit down and watch this thing and then i'd get up later and then i could just read excerpts from the book without having to go through all of that you know um, yes but then i made it and i thought um and then my my partner vince he put the guitar down and my friend pete did the keyboards and when it all came together i just cried it was just so beautiful and I, I thought actually this this is really good you know, yes. This is this is great. So I put it up on YouTube so everyone else could see it. But I think it's uh, it's had about over seven hundred views so far. I just um, saw it this morning and it was over eight hundred. And it was, was, it? It was yeah, I checked in again <laughs> this morning to make sure the link was the same as I was altering it with for the website because you never know with links. And so I wanted to make sure the link was on and it, it was over eight hundred. And I thought, wow, that is oh. phenomenal. And Again, what it allows is for people to get a, an experience of your book out of the book energy, but through an actual visual, which people love. And then, again, what you just demonstrated is the effortless nature of spirit. Spirit will just bring things together when it has a mission. Yeah, I love and that. Yeah, so you're the recipient of a divine gift. Be, be, be grateful. <laughs> How wonderful. And you're very humble, so that's very honorable. <laughs> oh. And, you know, as well, it made me think, um, actually, what I'd like to do now is I'd like to gather um, gather those wisdom keepers together and get a short bit of video from them and get them have them send it to me or maybe I, I could film it too and put together um, more videos like that of them yes. speaking about their experiences and maybe recreate the journey in a visual way. Yes, maybe even a DVD. Oh, wouldn't that be grand? That would be so fun. That would be awesome. And then people across the globe could purchase it for their own, you know, families, houses, gifts. It's just, it's a gift to humanity. Yeah. Very so good. I think, well, I think this is a bit fun. bigger than me, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it? It can be. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you have a couple new books that you're working on. One of them is called Dangerous Men, and it will yep. be a collection of interviews that will be um, – why don't you tell us about it? Um, yeah, it, it's a collection of interviews, the same soul companions, but focusing on um, new and groundbreaking ideas and, con- um, oh gosh, controversial ideas um, to do with medicine, science, history – um, the works really, and presenting that in in the same format, um, because again, it's another area that I feel um, is very beneficial 
because it opens up people's minds to new ideas, which is a, a very important thing to do. Um, and to gather all those people together is, is, you know, I mean, I'm particularly interested in that, and I'm always searching for things that I never was taught at school, but I've had to, you know, read an awful lot of books to, to find out things, and I think I'd like to kind of have a community there too, you know, a nice base where people can kind of have a have a read and get an overview of things. Yeah. And then there's also another book that you're co-authoring that will be coming up with Barbara. I, Michael Jumpery. Yes, thank you, Barbara. I'm going to say Barbara <laughs> to keep it clear, but I know she's also on your website and she's an O Books author as well. And yeah. it's titled Let the Children Speak, and that sounds like a really exciting collection of experiences and ideas from young people, parents, and teachers. Yeah, and that's right. Um, about education, um, because. And, you know, again, I mean, it's all tied in, really. Soul Companions are Dangerous Men and Let the Children Speak. It's all different kind of sides of um, of the whole um, the whole thing. Because unless you're really taught these things um, and, and education and, and you're really kind of respected to follow your path and learn and grow, I don't feel really that the educational system that we have, certainly here in the UK, I don't know so much about the US, but I imagine it's pretty you know, similar, is it doesn't seem to really do that. And you have an awful lot of very miserable, very confused young people come out of education these days and yeah. with their lost and they have no purpose and no path and they didn't really... Yes, I'm focusing that happy on to that me. myself. Yes, yes, that's one of the main goals I have with what I do as a clairvoyant reader and what I call a youth leader is just really helping children find their path because they get out of high school or they get out of college and they did what everybody else told them they should do and they have no concept of what they desire from within and leading that into the educational educational system or paradigm is a beautiful thing. So I really look forward to that and you'll have to let me know when you and Barbara can appear and we can talk about it. And I want to let parents... Yeah, that, that looks sound. I'm really excited about that. And I want to let people know if they're interested in contru- contributing a story to that, you can email letthechildrenspeak at hotmail.co.uk. And if you missed that, you can find that on Karen's website, www.soulcompanions.org. But again, that's um, seeking stories for the shift in the educational system, whether it be in the U.K. or the U.S., it's really a global phenomenon that is occurring at this time to really meet and match the needs of these highly evolved youth that are appearing to help us shift humanity for the better. So that's very exciting. So the path of spirit leads us on a unique journey. There is not one like another. Maximize your self-expression with spirit today to offer yourself a most rewarding experience and to inspire others with your expression of the truth of who you are. It presents a positive role model offering nonverbal permission and validation for them to be the truth of who they are. It is a domino effect of love and spiritual experiences that accumulates into the human script. Coming up on June 19th on Evolution Revolution, Dr. Susan Carroll will be reappearing to discuss Volume 2 of Becoming One, People and Planet, a revolutionary look at the interconnectedness between the planet and man. Coming up on June 26th, 
Michael Skoronsky will be appearing with his emotionally evoking true story about intimate love, a spiritual course together, mastering relationship challenges, and facing cancer within the dynamic in his heart-touching and inspiring book, Unforgettable, A Love and Spiritual Growth Story. And you can look forward in July to Evo Dominguez Jr. with his valuable and highly insightful book, Spirit Speak, Knowing and Understanding Spirit Guides, Ancestors, Ghosts, Angels, and the Divine on July 10th. And on July 17th, the captivating book Medicine Dance, a powerful look into a woman's healing journey in the world of Native American sweat lodges, drumming meditations, and dance fasts as she faced overcoming a major health obstacle. On July 31st, Chrissy Blaze will be reappearing to discuss the wonderful book Power Prayer that she co-wrote with Gary Blaze with a foreword written by Marianne Williamson, so please join us. Coming up in August, the most accurate medium, psychic, and enlightening author, Jock Brokus, with his powerful wisdom and professional expertise in a well-rounded, personal portrait emphasizing the importance of the intuitive gift in this modern-day existence that lies inherent deep within each human being in his latest book release, Powers of the Sixth Sense. You can purchase Jock Brokus' book and all of our authors' books at www.amazon.com. Please join me in the upcoming weeks on the new independent production of Evolution Revolution. Additionally, please explore the Evolution Revolution archive shows with inspirational authors that can be found at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com and under the Evolution Revolution tab in the blue media player box under past episodes or also can be found simply by clicking on the TalkShoe web link on the same webpage under the header Previous Evolution Revolution Shows. The archive shows are available 24 hours a day to listen. Download into iTunes or Windows Media Player at no charge. They include amazing talent such as Daniel Condren, Albert Clayton Golden, Gary Zukov and Linda Francis, Dr. Adrian Windsor, Chrissy Blaze, Neil Donald Walsh, Taylor Wilshire, Dr. Barbara Condren, Jeff Brown, Dr. Susan Carroll, Anna Maria Hemingway, Charles Virtue, Michael Tamora, Marla Martinson, Michael Brown, Richard Blackstone, David Robert Ord, Megan Skinner, Dr. Lisa Love, Jennifer Weigel, Dr. Betty Youngs, and Paula Marie Jackson. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us in the future for an enlightening experience. I am a metaphysical teacher, healer, and spiritual counselor who offers clairvoyant readings via phone, allowing me to connect with people anywhere. Please visit me on my newly created website at www.dulcineasdivinevision.com. That's D-U-L-C-I-N-E-A-S, divinevision.com, or at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. There is a clairvoyant reading page on the website to explore, including testimonials from clients and my contact information. A divine and spiritually enlightening experience awaits you. Co-create with Evolution Revolution. We are seeking partners to help Evolution Revolution evolve and expand to reach even more people across the globe. If you are interested in partnering and supporting the rapid development of Evolution Revolution, please email Dulcinea on the Contact Us page at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com 
and let me know of your interest. I look forward to hearing from you about the infinite possibilities to co-create in the highest light and with the grandest intentions. Thank you for joining Evolution Revolution with my honored guest, Karen Sawyer. Thank you so much, Karen, for being on the show today. Much gratitude to you for listening and supporting the new and revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution Radio. I wish you all abundant peace, joy, miracles, and love today and always. Abundant angel blessings. Good night.